many, a major project ahead is getting processes and procedures in place and documented. This can be a daunting task. Today, I hope to make the work of documenting your processes and procedures a whole lot easier. Running a service business can be hard. It is not unusual for business owners in industries like contracting, home repair, auto repair, business-to-business services like janitorial, IT and accounting, and many others to feel overwhelmed by all the priorities facing them at any given time. Between addressing the needs of the customers, managing the employees, figuring out the financials, and getting processes in place, feeling like you're making significant progress on your business journey can be difficult. Welcome to Service Industry Success, hosted by Brian Harding. Each week, Brian will look at real-world strategies for building the business you are dreaming of, while also sharing tactics to get through some of the most frustrating parts of business ownership with a lot more ease. Let's get started. So anyone who's read a book about business since, you know, 1992 has been told one of the most important things you got to do is get your processes and procedures in place. And I agree with that 100%. Uh, for those of you who've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I spent a, you know, a whole year of my career in my mid-20s writing procedures. That was a significant part of my job. And I'm a huge believer in it. I'm a huge believer. You've heard me talk about how I think process improvement and lean thinking and procedures and all that stuff literally saved the Japanese auto industry. I, I, I'm a huge fan of that stuff, but there's a lot of confusion about this and a lot of things that people do that make their lives harder on this because we, we try to tend, we, we tend to tr- uh, treat all businesses the same and all businesses are not the same. So what I mean by that specifically is there's the difference. There is a difference in my opinion in how to rate procedures for a product-based business versus a service-based business. So for example, if I was going to make my fortune with, you know, my grandma's world-famous chocolate chip cupcakes, then once we had the recipe for that, that's the way we do it. And there's no deviation from that. Well, that's not how it works in a service-based business, though. In a service-based business, any job we're doing is going to have a, a, a huge number of variables, in many cases, to do the same thing. So how you do whatever the thing is you do to make money in your business, if you're a marketing agency or if you're a a, a plumbing company or if you're a you know, a white collar industry like bookkeeping, there's some things that you can do or some things you do where you can be very specific and say, this is always how it goes. And there's many other things you you do that you can't, you say there's like, there's so many variables, it would be nearly impossible to write a procedure. And so it's important that we accept that and not forge ahead and say, who cares? We need to have a procedure anyway. You know, an example I, I've used before is, Imagine how difficult it would be to write a procedure to drive a car one mile down the road on a residential street. There's so many possible variations or variables. What if it's raining? What if there's a kid walking on the sidewalk? What if you see a ball in the street? What if there's other cars? What if there's no cars? What if there's cars parked? Like there's a ton of variables. And so writing a procedure to drive a car one mile down the road would be extremely difficult. And think about the jobs that you do in your company to make money. Are they more difficult than driving a car one mile down the road? I would argue they probably are. So we get in this weird space where we're trying to write procedures that are detailed and we we have to account for a whole bunch of variables and also they're detailed and we begin getting into a space where we have to kind of explain the things that our people should know because they have certifications, they have training and they're professionals, they have all this experience. Like what level of detail are we going to go into for somebody who's a 
you know, who has a great deal of, edu- you know, four years of education of whatever that is in your industry or one year of education in your industry to do the thing. Like, are we really going to tell them in the detail how to do the thing that they're supposed to know how to do? That doesn't make a lot of sense. The other thing is to figure out, do we want improvement or do we want compliance? Now, here's the thing to understand about procedures. The entire point of a procedure is to eliminate spontaneous thinking. A procedure is literally a step-by-step recipe on how to do whatever it is. So a box of macaroni and cheese that has the recipe on the side, that's a procedure. It doesn't say sometimes you use two cups of water and sometimes you use three. It says you use exactly this amount of water and that's it. The whole point of a procedure is to eliminate spontaneous thinking. Sometimes that makes sense and sometimes that does not. So for example, if you're talking about a procedure around an area where there's really big consequences, so in a blue collar environment, it might be something around safety. And in a white collar environment, it might be something around a data breach or in medical, it might be around HIPAA. If the consequences are really high, we might say, even though it's going to be complex and even though it's going to be you know, more detailed than is convenient, in this case, the consequences are so great, we're going to write a procedure for this anyway, and we expect everyone to follow it. And maybe we expect everyone to pull it out and read it every single time they do this thing because the consequences are so great if we get this wrong. That's an investment we're willing to make. But we can't treat everything like that because it would be wildly inefficient and people would be annoyed and they wouldn't read the procedure anyway, which is the exact opposite of what we want. The reason we write a procedure is so people will read the procedure and follow the procedure just like we want to follow the recipe. So we have to understand, do we want improvement or do we want compliance? Now, lots of folks, if I ask 100 business owners or business leaders, do you want improvement? Or do you want compliance? Most of them would probably say, well, the way to get improvement is to get more compliance. (laughs) And if you're in a product-based business, like a fast food restaurant, that might be true. In a service-based business, though, that's not necessarily true. The last thing we would want in some cases, somebody who knows they're doing the wrong thing, but just goes along because, well, this is what I was told to do. Like how many times we experience the negative outcomes that come from that where you know, we're like, why would you do this? And I'm like, well, that's what they told me to do. So that's what I did. And that's what, a, that's what a procedure would do. So we have to understand, are we aiming for a situation where we allow no deviation, in which case a procedure makes sense? Or are we aiming for a situation where we have to allow for some deviation where maybe a procedure doesn't make sense or a not so detailed procedure makes sense? Maybe a checklist make, would make more sense. But we have to kind of understand, are we aiming for improvement? Or are we aiming for compliance? The other thing to understand is not all procedures have to be written exactly the same. You could have in the, within the same company, different kinds of procedures might have different levels of detail. So again, I've given you a couple of examples. If the consequences are really high, you might be very specific and say, in these instances, we're going to adhere to this strictly. In other situations, you might say, we're not even going to have a procedure. We're going to have a checklist of outcomes. And so this is kind of what I'm, I'm hoping that you will understand. This podcast is for people who are in service industries. This is not a podcast for people in product-based businesses. I would have a completely different point of view if I was speaking to people who were in product-based businesses. I would say, once we figure out how to do the thing, that's how we do the thing until we change our mind. And then we agree to do the thing that you know, we, to create the product a different way. We all do it the same way every single time though. But that's not reality in a service-based business. We have to have people who have the ability to make really good decisions because the likelihood they're going to see the same exact job over and over and over again is is low. There's always some variables, right? So the first thing we need to come to grips with is understanding 
Are we aiming for compliance or improvement with this particular procedure or this group of procedures? Because how we write them will be different. The level of detail will be different. The explanation and how this, how, you know, uh, strictly this, this procedure is adhered to would be different, which we would want to explain at the very top of the procedure. So for example, if it's a, something with a heavy con or significant consequence, we want to say at the top, like this procedure is to be strictly adhered to, not deviated from. Or if it's something that's not quite like that, we might say, this is a checklist of outcomes. And we would say, this is, you know, the outcome we want is, you know, for the thing to be done successfully. And again, we don't want to have that situation where people go along and knowing they're doing the wrong thing, but well, that's what I was told to do. We don't want to have that in, in, in these kinds of situations. So the first thing is we got to understand, are we aiming for improvement? Are we aiming for people to make good decisions to reach good outcomes? Are we aiming for strict compliance? Now, my rule of thumb is I want to be in the compliance bucket less than 10% of the time because I just find that people don't like being micromanaged. And if I have to make sure that things are complied with, that means I have to either go be the one to make sure it was complied with or I have to hire somebody to make sure it was complied with. And that's not what I'm looking for. I want people to make really good decisions so I don't have to do a lot of babysitting. I don't have to do that micromanaging. You may have a different perspective and that's okay. But we need to be clear on, are we aiming for compliance or improvement? And whenever possible, I would recommend we aim for improvement because we're not going to be able to be there to make sure we get compliance. And I'd rather have make people who can make really good decisions than people who just do what they're told. All right. Next thing is we have to kind of understand like what level of detail do I want this procedure or this group of procedures to have? Again, if I, if I wrote a super specific procedure on how to do a tax return or how to install a water heater or how to do, you know, whatever it is that you do often to make money. If I got really detailed about that, I would get into the things that they were taught in their education of our craft or our trade. And it wouldn't make sense for me to get into this level of detail. So before I start writing these things, like how would I describe to somebody who asked me the level of detail I want these procedures to have? And again, it could vary from, from thing to thing. A safety-related or a data breach in a white-collar you know, world, those procedures might be way more precise and strict than things that are that don't have that level of consequence or things that we would expect people to to um, to know, right? So how would I describe the level of detail I want procedures to have, generally speaking, but also in this kind of area, right? So in general, do we want do we want in, you know uh, procedures to be written where people are are able to easily read them and follow them, and but not so detailed that we're getting into the the specifics of things they should know, but how would I explain that to somebody? Somebody asked me that. How would I explain the level of detail I want? The next thing is, do we want a procedure that is likely to be used? Now, I mean this literally. I don't mean this like figuratively. The point of a procedure is to be followed. The point of a recipe is to be followed. It would make no sense to, to put a recipe on the side of the box that, you, that was so complicated that people didn't read it. That would, that would, that would be the opposite of what we want. So, we have to have an understanding of, of how likely it is that this procedure will be used or how often or how much we, we expect our procedures to be actually like pulled out and followed. If we don't have an idea of what that is, that's going to be, it's going to be difficult for us to write a procedure. If we don't have an idea, like um, I want this procedure followed every single time, or I don't really need to follow it every time as long as it is, Meaning I don't need it to be pulled out and read every time as long as it's followed every time. So once they have it memorized, like I don't need them to read it every time. 
Some others you might say, I literally want them to pull this out and read it every single time. It's important to have that kind of understanding as well because it will alter you know, how you write the thing. And sometimes we need to just ask, is a procedure really even necessary here? Or is a checklist of outcomes more appropriate in this situation? That's especially true if there's going to be a high level or high number of variables. There's lots of variables, really hard to write a procedure. So you might say, I don't even want a procedure in this situation. A checklist of outcomes would be way more appropriate. So these are the kinds of things I would recommend asking before you take on this big task of writing procedures. Uh, because if, if we don't have some clarity on these kinds of things, we can just we can be pulled in many different directions. It can be really frustrating trying to figure out like, well, how do you even write these things? If you don't know what level of detail you want, how often you want them read, if a, if a procedure is even appropriate here, am I aiming for improvement or compliance? It's really, really hard to understand how to even write these things. And if all else fails, you can ask your team. Sometimes they'll tell you like, hey, I would love to have more direction here. Or sometimes, you know, a, a procedure here would not make sense because here's the 27 different variables we're going to run into, in which case you're going to be like, how could you possibly write a procedure like, like that? Again, imagine writing a procedure for driving a car one mile down the road. That would be impossible to do or, or very lengthy to do and impossible to have a procedure for driving a car because you couldn't drive the car while you read the procedure. And so we just have to understand, like, putting ourselves in a situation. If I'm the one doing this job, what is the what is a procedure that that a written explanation of what we're doing that would be beneficial to me and reach the outcomes that we want? So hopefully this makes it easier and not more confusing that to understand like how to go about this this task we've all heard about, how to write procedures. So uh, as usual, if you find this information I share helpful, please share this podcast with a friend or colleague you think could benefit. Of course, public sharing is also appreciated. Um, this is something you probably hear people talk about all the time, like. I need to write my procedures and I don't really know where to start. These are the kinds of questions I would be asking to start that process of, you know, how to write them, where to catalog them, how often are they going to be used, that kind of stuff. So hopefully this helps. And again, if you think it helps, uh, would help a friend, please share it with them. And uh, that's it for this week. And I'll see you all next week. Bye.